Hello, welcome to LedgerCast. My name is Brian Krogsgaard. Happy to be with all of you here today. We're going to find out, is it just a squeeze or is it more? We're talking to the one and only Josh Olsiewicz, as per usual. How you doing, Josh? Good. Just, uh, it's a new day, you know? Things are, the birds are singing, the sun is out. Uh, we're making higher highs instead of lower lows. What else could you want? What else could you want? I agree. Happy to be here with you, and uh, I hope this has something to it. I think it actually does, personally, but, uh, you know, proof is in the pudding. It's always good when um, okay, bad news. Hold on. hold on. Is the intro yeah. song just going to go on forever? <laughs> I feel like it usually cuts out by now. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Sorry. It's always good when bad news stops. I'm never sure with you because this is, hold on. Let's make this a podcast it's about a podcast for a second. Yeah. I'm just never sure with you because things happen. Yeah. Things happen. Dude, I, I tend to mix it up on accident. Brian has, and it's Friday the 13th. Okay. That's very important to know. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I didn't know it was Friday the 13th. I wasn't paying attention to that. I was but... like, I was thought it was in the Twilight Zone for a second. Because yeah. I was like, is he hearing what I'm hearing? Is the music I'm pretty coming? sure he's hearing. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you know, we were having bad news, but it wasn't overly affecting the price. Now good news is positively affecting the price. Actually, just flat news. Just, hey, guess what? Inflation is exactly what we predicted. Number go up. <laughs> um, and that's a good sign. The early, the signs early in the year is, uh, is are positive. Surely we can do, do a lot of things still. But um, even the Barry stuff, the DCG news is not dragging the market despite them having control of a lot of bitcoin i don't think anybody really thinks that bitcoin they control is at risk at least the market's not pricing that in fact i have gbtc up right now on my chart and um the discount's narrowing a bit and um, well every week there's like a new new sec lawsuit a new class action lawsuit <laughs> a new uh cameron winklevoss uh thousand word essay on why the dcg <laughs> genesis thing fell apart uh so it's an interesting time to be in the market on the gbtc side of things yeah i mean the last the only other two candles i can see that were as big as what's happening on gbtc right now were long-term bottoms um and that's that's a that's a very strong accusation you just thrown out there willy-nilly i'm just saying term bottom yeah i'm not going to disagree we also had a chart pattern at the bottom which really helps in my mind solidify the confidence you know it wasn't just like some random squiggle and then oh oh, oh i did a random squiggle though you <laughs> see that yeah I you do. see that squiggle but no there was there was there's adam and eve pattern everywhere w double bottom right whether you know or believe about believe about uh chart patterns care about them whatever to me that says yes this thing is real on top of that we are also experiencing in the midst of a cloud reversal on the daily which we haven't had a successful cloud reversal since november or before 2021 so it's been a whole year and on top of that sentiment is still in the gutter 
I still see people saying, oh, no, I'm shorting this, I'm shorting this. I saw somebody shorting like more, every hundred dollars. Like, like I guys, mean, like you had a year to short. What do you what, like? Anyway, more than just Twitter, uh, Bybit is very short. Like funding is massively supportive of buyers. Uh, right. I say that and I'm shocked that they're so short, but at the same time, I'm very glad that shorts are piling in because that adds fuel to this move higher. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's like, you know, forever bottom or anything like that, but it is certainly interesting. Certainly. Well, I like that we have this this slow creep day over day over day over day over the past like, then, two weeks or whatever. And then, and, and then boom. Yeah. And the, the chart pattern played out as expected, which is super important. I don't know if this thing's going to just, you know, reverse over the next weekend, a couple days or not, but it yeah. does bode very well when a trend reversal is expected and actually occurs on time. Um, and, and we are also closed the next three days on legacy. So crypto loves to do crazy stuff when legacy is closed. Ooh, we cause legacy markets to gap up, um, or legacy crypto markets. So We're basically retracing FTX's implosion, right? This is the yeah. entirety of, it's like FTX never happened. Um, as far as that event, you know, there's still yeah. plenty of unwinding with all of the shit coins on their balance sheet. Uh, potential unwinding of any DCG Genesis assets. Who knows, right? Uh, which well, are but importantly, you don't mention all the alts, but they didn't own any Bitcoin, <laughs> right? We hypothecated their Bitcoin, so we're seeing a little bit of a Bitcoin dominance from as well. Or there's just less fear, I think, for Bitcoin versus everything else. Well, there's also less rehypothecation, right? The yeah. rehypothecator magically disappeared, and we're going, we're doing things we should have been doing, right? When things, yeah. uh, I mean, there is, the upside. There's not been a serious dominance run since the fall of 2020. Um, so we'll see since, if this can you mean, turn into since one. the rise of FTX. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Um, how that works. We should map out FTT and, and Bitcoin dominance. Then that would be a good chart. Yeah. Well, I'll put that together as you're talking. I've had, this, I've had this daily up here for a minute because I want to mention, yeah. even though we're talking about yay, price is up. We not, are not, not not Kanye who allegedly got married, right? Yay right. isn't happy. Sorry, Yay isn't happy, not ye. <laughs> Yay, not ye. Right. Um, we are tapping the underside of the 200-day moving average, which did kill the last rally, mini rally, if you see that. Um, it, Even though it, it, it can get noisy, but it remains my my one of my favorite indicators for trend, um, especially in bear markets. If you go back to 2018, 2019, it's the old faithful. Everybody's looking at that. Even if you, again, yeah. even if you don't care about it individually, somebody's looking at it. I guarantee yeah. you. And it, it smashed many a rally in 20, 2018 and 2019. So uh, just, just worth keeping in mind there. What I think is even stronger, what I think is even stronger, Josh, is now that we're underside of the 200 week, the same way typically I'm bullish from above. Now it feels like it's kind of a magnet from below. And I feel like if we clear this 200-day, if we get above 20K with some velocity, 24 to 25 feels very, very possible to me for Bitcoin. Um, makes a lot of sense for potential trend reversal. It's an equal high going back to August 2022. And I think that could be that could be where we end up. And that's where my squiggle that I put on, I believe, last week came from. So basically taking this trade from the 20 week to the 200 week for Bitcoin uh, 
and then seeing what happens above 24k that would that's my personal thought process if we're going to get this rally continuation to occur you might have another 20 percent in bitcoin which will definitely continue to put pressure on these bears especially the ones that are trading it short what say you yeah i mean i agree anything above 20 at the end of the month is a win if we can get to the fomc meeting at the end of the month that's a win it's disappointing that i still have even mentioned the fomc or cpi but that's where we're at in this uh this cycle of life with everything because of rates and how that affects risk and how that affects treasuries and us dollar and the vix which is also down i mean everything is headed in the direction that we want it to be headed um 100% like all gas no brakes for sure the dollar um, from the direction the dollar, the dollar by far the most important component in my mind um i mean the the dollar milkshake people how what are they going through right now you know you, know, you could argue dollar, this is a dollar is milkshake a, people say this is we're, we just we're just doing it but i'm not sure we got to the levels that they would have expected on the on the high end but dollar milkshake people believe stronger than than weaker so they could sure, still be but, no you could argue bullish retest here right at 102 um but yeah. that chart to see the dxy make that degree of like up and down eiffel tower i could also see that merging into some sort of like multi-shouldered head and shoulders over the next couple months but uh if that thing keeps breaking 102 101 99 i mean that's yeah pricing in uh very bullish risk yeah i don't know i don't know when this will when this will pause and when it'll reverse but when this reverses our rally will also be over I'm pretty confident in that. So if you feel good about where this can find support, and I don't, I don't know that it demands support right this moment, but you know, a hundred will be a natural place. Um, and then beyond that, to me, ninety-seven, fifty, ninety-eight is a natural place. People well, who think, I think we can both agree it looks oversold, right? Yeah, of course, it could bounce <laughs> any time. That's my point. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Um, but if you're trying to point out places this the deeper it goes the more i'll be convinced that it's ready to bounce and i'm not sure i would buy the full eiffel tower i think actually if it wanted if it wanted to do like a deep retrace 50 percent of the move up would be a logical thing to do um which let's see what what that level would be if i could count then we would know that's where it is right now ha how about that josh uh, so 50 so you felt it within you in your spirit in your loins yeah you just knew yeah so minus minus full uh eiffel tower we are at the 50 percent retrace of the the turbo bottom to the turbo top here at 102 the 618 would be at 99.5 um, well, i don't i don't think it even needs to keep going it just needs to not be shooting towards multi-decade highs right like if it just bounces around Oh yeah. 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 That's a win. That's a win. That's what you expect with currencies that they, yeah, they spend a lot of time going sideways. And at some time, at some point, I think that will hear what we're seeing right now is just where does this retrace stop? That's why it's crazy to see that just the general volatility of that over the past six months, you know, just all over the place. I'll say the one thing I don't personally buy, which a couple of folks here in the chat are mentioning would be like full Eiffel tower. So all the way back to like 90. I don't personally 
see much there. I see 97 to 98 as a place where I would be looking to reduce my risk because I don't believe in the full Eiffel Tower as being likely. Um, so the closer I get to there, the, the mo more likely I am to actually make changes in my positioning. I mean, I think that's a 2024, 2025 play. I don't think that's a 2023 play, right? The, right. To, to 90. So yeah, that's, I, that's exactly right. Like I, <laughs> I, I would anticipate if, if it's it keeps do, going, yeah. if it's going to do that, then it's going to do like, you know, so it's going to take longer than you expect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just look at the Euro, Euro USD prior to this run up in like 2020, 2021. Um, that thing looked like it had a bullish div for a while and it just never could get it get going. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even recently, but I mean, it can just, it can just take its sweet time. Um, Euro obviously in a very different situation than in USD, but you know, these things can take a very long time with FX to, to figure itself out. Yeah. Um, while we're, we should have gone to Europe. We could have had, we could have bought Lithuania or whatever with that Euro USD price. Are they in the Euro, <laughs> <laughs> Are they in the Euro zone, Lithuania? I don't know. I don't know. I just booked some flights to Europe and, um, it's going to be more expensive, I guess, for me, right? It's yeah, supposed to be cheap. It's going to be more expensive. Uh, oil bounced heavily off its 200-month moving average. Who watches um, the 200-month on oil? It's also... You and who else? Nobody. Above the 200-week. I, like, I think this reversal in oil is pretty good. Um, that worries me a bit about inflation, right? Like, if, the, if this goes sideways, I don't think it has a big impact on inflation. But if it works its way back up aggressively, it could impact inflation and have a negative impact on some of the stuff we're talking about. Um, I think the other... rising gas prices change inflation expectations. Yeah. Then we could have an issue, you know, because gas, because of the SPR mainly, if we're, if we're being real, uh, has been down, right? It's been down pretty significantly. So if that creeps up again, I think people consumer spending, whatever gets more bearish on like the future of inflation as in higher inflation. Yeah. China reopening too. Somebody mentions in the chat. Uh, I keep hearing so many things about China. I'd never know what to believe, you know, who knows, but yeah, China reopening, if it happens or is happening, then um, oil demand, demand yeah, will increase prices. Mostly. And I'm very bullish oil long-term. Um, like in the five-year context. Big Dino T enjoyer, are you? <laughs> Me? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Dino Dinosaur T, the black stuff? Oil? Never mind. Oh. Sorry. Uh, I get it now, though. Dinosaur T, like T-E-A. T-E-A, yeah. ETH BTC is frustratingly refusing to get out of this range. Might have been a little bit of a fake out to the top and if we nuke, that would be kind of funny for all the people that would love to see this nuke. People like Josh Holswich. Um. <laughs> I just want to see, I want to see it go up. I want to see VTC get tested from a market cap perspective. And then I want to see it fail. Uh, ETH, that is, you know. Yeah. Well, my personal prediction is it may do a little dance there, but I actually still really like ETH. It was struggling with its 200 week already. 
So if it clears some of these key levels, like closes the week above 1400, I'm not going to switch my positioning uh, because I think ETH, ETH and ETH BTC could do very well very suddenly once it decides to make that break. And I still like this chart better than I like Bitcoins. Um, I like Bitcoins as well. I like both. I don't mind holding both, but I still bias personally a little heavier towards ETH than I do Bitcoin. Um, where I'm less convinced is down the down the mid and longer tail of altcoins. I think those could get left in the dust uh, while people enjoy the safety of the majors. Yeah, I'm just trying to like reason out why why is BTC outperforming? Is it only the GBTC stuff? I know a lot of people are talking about it. Including, you know, people with money. <laughs> Wait, um, what say say again about the GBTC stuff? Like why is BTC outperforming ETH here? Um I think it was just hated for so long. Like this isn't exactly a life changing candle here. You know, it's just a candle. Even if I put it in linear. It's it's pretty pretty modest, um, and That's so twenty week you have, yeah, yeah, and I, I I think Bitcoin it would be healthy for the ecosystem as a whole for Bitcoin to just take over for like a month or two, um, and I think you would see capital flows out from that that more pre FTX inverse correlation between Bitcoin and other coins. Well, we uh, still have people who are in frothing at the mouth waiting to sell and I'm, that's why i'm surprised we're this high right because if you're one of these distressed companies with crypto on your balance sheet and you're seeing this crazy week aren't you like selling as fast as you can like, maybe unless maybe, you're maybe they don't have that many coins left maybe the people with the most coins that most desperately needed to sell got forced to sell that's hopeful i guess i'm just I thinking saw, about companies minor Minor capitulation was the lowest in a long time. Like, yeah, the Keiko chart does not look how the Glassnode chart looks. Um, according to the Glassnode chart, miners flipped positive on the net balance um, like a week ago. Mm -hmm. So I, this may just be a different time frame or time horizon for the Keiko data. Um, but they're sourcing it from Glassnode. So I don't, oh, sorry, that's Delphi. Looks like Keiko. Anyway, uh, yeah. According to their chart, the way they massage the data, which is Glassnode anyway, um, it looks like it's miners flipped to net holding over the past day. I don't know if that's weeks or days, but yes, you are correct. I'm just thinking like miners, right? Miners should be selling if they're underwater. Not that I own a miner or have anything to do with that, but um, and any of these companies would be with crypto on their balance sheet. I'd assume if they're under fire for being insolvent or bankrupt, right? They're, they'd be selling here, wouldn't they? Uh, maybe, yeah. I have a question for you, Josh. What's the best way, if you don't trust wrapped BTC or some of those types of custody products, what's the best way to trade or like buy Bitcoin in a decentralized manner? That is a separate conversation for a separate podcast. <laughs> okay. um, there, I, are, there are ways to do it. This is one of my personal struggles is mm -hmm. like, if I want to switch from ETH to BTC, I either have to trust WBTC, 
which I don't know if there's a reason to not trust it, but uh, Ren BTC obviously could not be trusted. It's a it, financialization of right. Yeah, like I'm just a little. Yeah, I'm just. I, I don't trust WBTC as much as I trust USDC, for example. Um, but I don't have to trust anybody to trust ETH. And one of the struggles that I have is like, unless I go to send ETH to a centralized exchange or whatever, and then make that trade directly to BTC and then make it out, do that round trip in and out, then I don't have a great way to get to BTC. So it could leave me in the dust in my little ETH ecosystem, BTC pumping without me because I didn't want to make that transition. Or could it make it to where... Am I overstating on-chain ETH people as a buying power? No, I think aren't there like compound ETH or sorry, compound BTC? I could be completely wrong. They have one now too. Not that those products are any better than wrapped BTC because they really aren't. You know, they're equivalent. I I don't know. I don't think there's a good answer directly. That's easy to do. I just don't really want to keep. What you need is like you need an atomic swap situation, basically. I do. I do. I need an atomic swap of ETH to BTC for me to have real BTC on a real BTC address managed directly from an ETH transaction. <laughs> I mean, the, the Maxis would hate this, but I would love to see some sort of like lightning bridge to ETH. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that'd be amazing. That would actually make lightning useful to me. <laughs> I don't even know if that's possible, right? I'm going to assume it is because it's programmable everything, right? Um, I don't think it exists currently, but that's probably your best bet. That's one of my biggest reasons, actually, for not getting overly excited about the Bitcoin trade. But anyway, here nor there. Um, what charts do you like, Josh? I don't have a lot of time today, so I have to go get bread out of the oven for my wife. I could also just leave for 60 seconds and then come back, and then we can go another 15 minutes. Um, so barring yeah, you, that, you, another 10 minutes you, or so. You do what you need to do. I'll be I'll be here with chat. I mean, they are Aptos. I mean, I saw Aptos was up a bunch. The problem with this free stream thing is I can't share my screen or else it'll freeze the entire thing for me. Otherwise, holy crap! Look at this. This has got to be some. Now I'm not going to say it's a pump and dump scheme. I'm not going to say that. Uh, I was going to say I was going to say a short squeeze on VCs that overly hedged. I'm not going to say it's probably not real. I'm not going to say that. I, I'm going to say I don't know. I don't have enough information. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you're in that trade, congrats. But I have no idea why that's up. The what you know. I I think somebody's trapped here. Somebody hedged and got trapped, and now they're in oopsie mode. Well, that did happen around the same time that all those coins got squeezed, like Lido. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the same day that Lido exploded. A lot of people are sort of asking, like, what, you know, why is everything up so much? And my answer is always, well, the market's very small. And like because they got happen. you out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, we were bearish for a year and the market's very small. And we short squeezed some people, sure, but. It's hard to slowly short squeeze, like in Bitcoin's case, over the past week. You had plenty of time to get out if you wanted to get out of your short. You know, it's not like we were up five percent every day. You had plenty of time. When something is working for a long time and then it stops working, people don't believe at first that it has stopped working. They have to be convinced. And the longer something's been working, in this case, 
fading pumps, then the easier it is for them to be complacent in the fact that the temperature has changed and what was easy is no longer easy. Psychologically, you should be, the longer something feels easy, you should be more and more wary of the fact that it actually is easy. But when you've entered this realm of, well, that's easy, then it's easy to get stuck in that. <laughs> Am I making this any more of a riddle? Can I make it any more of a riddle? Um, no, you're right. The trend, you're just saying the trend is your friend until the end, basically. Yeah. But knowing it's the end is the trick. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of that is not saying it's going to go straight up from here, but look, we were down for over a year straight, right? I just think like the time to want to short this, probably not here generally yet, but that's just me. You know, I'm not jonesing to like short here after everything that's happened over the past year. I just don't know what else, like what other news could happen that would even make us go lower, right? I don't know. Well, who else is left? There's like three people. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, all, all these Adam and Eve's played out, like we talked about, kind of textbook, really. If you look at some of these charts, they it looks really good. Solana is at $17 after sometime below $8. Solana's just lucky it's listed places, you know? I think it's going back to like 20 25 back to the range 27 is maybe a high let's start with 22 so for for bitcoin for eth the first thing for me that i'm looking for is a cloud breakout which both almost there um eth is above its 200 weekly not yet above its 200 daily bitcoin below both those would be levels to watch um, I would also watch the 20 and the 200 week cross, which mm. you had up there earlier. Um, that's going to take some time to actually recross bullish. But when that finally recrosses bullish, that's when I think things actually start to move in the right direction. This um, weekly cloud tinkin flip is also interesting. Yeah, that's a very good sign, especially, you know, that's basically the daily uh cloud is is the weekly tenkin um it's a really good sign that we're actually pushing up above the tenkin yeah and One the S spx closed at or near the 200 day today too right yeah i think it's actually above it's at, it's almost at 4000 i think uh i think it's going to 4300 it's right at 4000 yeah so those are all, again, things are headed in the direction, if you're bullish anyway, uh, they're headed in the direction you want them to be headed in. So I think the the first stop for the S&P would be closer to 4,100, equal high on the local level. But I find this previous 200-day uh, failure at 4,330 more interesting. And I think if we can get there, a lot of people are going to be lured in and then that would be a fantastic place for it to get nuked from and <laughs> kind of get back, go to 4,300, back to 4,100 and kind of spend all year in that, in a, in a range. But I think a lot of people would get lured in to 4,300 and would fade it on the way up, you know, like just get wrecked from 4,100 to 4,300. I just think the algos are going to get so excited once it's above the 200. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of passive strategies. We'll definitely be excited about that. It's also got this like diagonal. Yeah. You want to look at that um, diagonal head and shoulders. I know. Yeah. Which is more of a like diamond than anything, but not it bearish. Looks, right. It just look, yeah. It looks like it has some serious strength. The, uh, NASDAQ is actually trying to flip its 200 week. It's a 20 and 200 that just crossed. So kind of the same as a Tinkin Tinkin Kijun bearish flip. A reflip with price above would be very bullish for the NASDAQ. But I just still, on a relative basis, NASDAQ to SPX, I would I would take SPX, I think. Um, but if you're looking at tech stuff, that would be interesting and worth worthwhile. Gold freaking turbo pumping, Josh. Turbo yeah, pumping. That was after you you called it. Yeah. You called it last week on this and, very and, show. And the week before. Um, so that's looks all you, real, looks it kind of looks like EPTC, honestly. It does. Which is weird, but <laughs> it does. It looks it looks real good. It's monthly chart. Like gold bugs have been so pissed at gold. I think some of them literally don't even believe in this, which is always bullish, right? when the true believers stop believing and then it goes. Um, I I personally have a hard time believing gold's going to get stamped, uh, tamped down again from 2K. Like It would not surprise me to see gold 2400 this year. Um, gold has a terrific fundamental argument. Um, depends on rates. Rates right now still look reversally. But anyway, I think gold looks good. Um. All right, I'm gonna go take my break. If you want to talk about something, where what chart do you want me to leave it on? Uh, gold BTC. Wow. So you brought that up. It was a good chart. It's actually somebody made a gold gold BTC monthly. I'm gonna change this to weekly, and I will let you talk about it. And I'll be back in one minute. Sounds good. Somebody made on TradingView a gold. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. It's like ounces of gold in denominated in BTC as support resist levels for the BTC USD chart. I had it somewhere. I can't find it at the moment, but it did correlate pretty well to all time highs that we were hitting, resistance support levels around 30K. It seems semi-arbitrary, but that definitely does look very strong coming off the bottom. Also kind of worried about that rising wedge on BTC on the low time frames. But it does look really good. I mean, that's ready to cross on the bullish side of things, which just means gold is outpacing BTC, which isn't surprising in the near term, but does look very good, especially coming off that double bottom. I just don't know why, if all the central banks were buying gold allegedly last year, why didn't gold move then? Or if this is just a lagging effect of that buying pressure? I don't know. It doesn't really make sense to me. But I'm not really, I've never really understood gold fully anyway. Still trying to find that indicator. I don't know where, which chart it was on. Up or down? What I missed? I'm saying that it looks really good. It looks like a bullish cross is coming up 
uh, high time frame bullish cross. It had a W double bottom. You know, it, it looks really good. It looks bad for Bitcoin. Um, yeah, that'd be some Bitcoin cope right there. But I was also saying that there was a this gold indicator that you'd use on Bitcoin that I can't seem to find. And it would give you levels. Hold on, let me just try to look. <laughs> hard to explain because it's like backwards of what you'd think of it as. It's like ounces of gold denominated in BTC or something. Um, yeah, gold prices denominated in USD per gram on a BTC chart. Fix got turbo smashed. 18. Yeah, VIX uh, came way down, didn't it? Way down. Way down. Uh, last year, there was this trade where you'd sell the VIX, sell sell the highs by the lows? Am I, or am I saying that backwards? Yeah. It was like 20 to 30, right, was the trade on the VIX where anytime it got above 30, you'd buy? Anyway, so right now people are looking at the VIX probably thinking like, is that trade still on or not because the VIX is below 20. Yeah, I mean, stocks are cheap. Or options options for stocks are cheap. If you're long volatility, then now would be a good time to reload. I don't know, man. Everything looks good, looks reversally. Like uh, there's a part of me that it makes me nervous. Like it shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be easy. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be fast. It should take time. Dixie is at a point where if it reversed, it would not be surprising. It's right at that fifty percent retrace. It's at a horizontal level that's reasonable. If we got smashed from this level, I wouldn't be surprised. But so far, it looks very resilient. So I'll I'll remain hopeful. Yeah, the TA looks great. The macro headwinds look like they're also calming down a bit if CPI is not going to be melting higher like it had been. 6.5 uh, expected, 6.5 returned. Yeah, based on trueflation, the next print should be around 5.5. Five. Mm. And I did see something that they also changed the CPI calculation from of course uh, well i thought we it was you don't year, like the number so we changed the way to calculate the number no no no. i thought it was year over year what it actually was was this year against the average of the past two years mm. so the next calculation should be closer aligned with the trueflation number because even at the top the trueflation number was at 12 we only got to what seven something on cpi I don't know. The point is the calculation is changing and it probably will align in the favor of inflation dropping quicker because you're comparing basically last year's high ultimate highs of CPI against the current environment versus averaging out the previous two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 that's worth keeping in mind too is it it is very normal for inflation to taper at the same time things still feel expensive because it is relative to a previous time frame as in the rate of change so yeah. if it was 
8% and now it's 6%, it's still 6% more than when it was when you, it shocked you at 8%. But on a relative basis, it's slowing. It's a tapering of the rate of change. So it can, things can still feel expensive. Some of the inherent fundamental elements can still be in play of, hey, stuff is expensive in life. But the rate of change is not is already priced in, and that that rate of change slowing can can make it to where the actual market sees it differently. Just worth keeping in mind. Yeah, and you know we're saying like, oh, only five 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 is a lot, a shit ton. <laughs> Seven because that's, that's relative to the shock in prices that we've already had. Right, like that's expensive, and yeah. if your if pay is not. Um, going up alongside that then it, you f- people can feel the squeeze there i had my most recent grocery bill was over 400 dollars. whoa that's the hot that's the most i've ever spent on a single trip um man's eating some serious greens <laughs> fresh <laughs> there fresh, was freshest there, of fresh greens i will say this there was about a hundred dollars of alcohol on that bill so okay okay you know you got to think about there wasn't Vegetables. a lot of meat though that's the thing it was mostly um like yeah. canned goods if anything it was weird and then a buddy of mine, a coworker, was saying they, they had, he's had the highest bill at Costco that was over $600. So, yeah, things are still expensive. That's <laughs> yeah. my point. Just crazy. Yep. I'm a big believer in stagflation. I think that is the name of the game for 2023 and maybe beyond. But we'll see. Well... I think inflation... up or down next week, Josh. I think up. I think this weekend's going to be up. But uh, as far as inflation, Ooh, a bloody Monday that would be good. We haven't had one of those in a while. We Love don't have, the... There's no trading on Monday. It's a holiday. Bullish bloody Monday. It can it's... always happen Monday night when futures open. It's MLK day. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just don't know. We got CPI. The next couple like data points aren't really that big of a deal, in my opinion, until FOMC, which is at the end of the month, with the rates decision and the 25 basis point hike is pretty much baked in, I think, at this point. So I don't even think I think that's going to be a nothing burger, too. You know? Yeah, I uh, uh, it's a little caution cautionary here. Let's say Monday we're fighting with 20K, 21. If we get through that, I'm not fading this until it's 24, 25. 200 week tap from the underside. That's that's when I actually might look at things and say, what do I want to do now? Well, if we can get above 20 and stay above 20, that's huge. Right? Uh, huge? Yeah. If we can close the year above 20, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> like sure. at this point. So if we're already there by January 15th or whatever, perfect. Awesome. Love it. Very sim very similar conversation style, Josh, to yeah. you and I back here. Very similar. That's why I don't want to do what I did last time and like fade that first target. Right. As in the 5K, a position 500. Yeah. Yeah. I want to let it do its thing, you know, because yeah. mm-hmm. you never know. And that market still needed time, but at 3X in the mean, <laughs> in, the, in the interim at 3X and then still took a, a year, maybe a year and a half more of sideways before we got fully, fully, fully ready for a bull market. But, well, yeah. it helped that the plus token Ponzi scheme was in full effect. 
Yeah, if that, anybody wants to let us know what's the 2023 1000X Ponzi opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I did see, speaking of Ponzi's, I did see um, some BitConnect people got paid out, some victims. Oh, good. So good for them. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. My bread has now spent its time bare on the rack and it's ready to come out and be consumed shortly. I'm very excited. Doesn't it need like an hour though or two hours? It already did all that. So oh, I wow, just put. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just did the last 10 minutes where it has to go on the rack for the crispiness. Oh, okay. All right. Well, now you it's enjoy. Come out. Yeah, thanks. Hope everybody has a good one. We really appreciate you joining us for this short episode of Cast and a little bit late, but <laughs> we did it. So, you know, beggars can't be choosers. We did it. Bitcoin did it. Yeah. We're all going to make it. Meets back on the back. Wag me. Monuments crumble. See ya. In the blink of an eye Like and subscribe, all that stuff Easy river It's just run dry In a house of cards I feel the breeze Wound so tight I can barely breathe Oh, the change